something didn't feel right. It wasn't the setting. Millie Adams's luxurious apartment in the Dakota on New York's fashionable Upper West Side looked as magnificent as ever. Laid out like a photo spread in a glossy home furnishings magazine, each piece of antique furniture was in its proper place, as were the exquisite wall decorations and fresh-cut flowers. Nor was it the other guests sitting at the table with Peter Warlock. In fact, the group of psychics gathered in Millie's apartment on this particular Friday evening were the young magician's most trusted friends. It consisted of Max Romeo, a retired magician who'd trained Peter in the art of ledger domain, Lester Rowe, a puckish Scotsman who gave psychic readings out of his Lower East Side apartment and ventured north of 14th Street only to attend Millie's weekly seances, Millie's beautiful, if somewhat spoiled, niece Holly, a sophomore at Columbia and an aspiring witch, and the group's newest member, a blind African-American psychic named Homer, who made his living telling fortunes beneath the arch in Washington Square Park in Greenwich Village. Everything looked the same, yet something wasn't right. Peter could feel it in his bones. He'd been leading the Friday night seances since his teens, his ability to channel the dead far greater than that of the other psychics in the room. The clock on the mantel struck midnight. Striking a single wooden match, the young magician lit the three white candles sitting on the dining room table. Ready for takeoff? Ready, the others replied. They clasped hands and formed a circle. Staring into the flames, Peter began to recite the mystic words that would grant him entry to the world where the spirits resided. In darkness, I see light. In daylight, I see night. Shadows as bright as sunshine, the blind able to see. This is the world we wish to enter. A movement caught his eyes, and he stopped. On the far wall, a quivering black mass danced beside the portrait of Mary Glover, an infamous Salem witch from whom Millie was directly descended. Peter had never seen anything quite like it. Without warning, the mass slipped into a crack in the wall and vanished without a trace. I just saw something really strange, Peter announced. Was it a ghost? Holly asked, sitting to his right. Not like any I've ever seen. What was different about it? It didn't have a face. Come on, all ghosts have faces. I know they do, but this one didn't. As everyone at the table knew, every ghost had a face, as well as a voice, and sometimes a warped personality as well. You must be imagining things, Holly teased him. You're right. After all, there are no such thing as ghosts, are there?